the weekly experience extra bits. So it's Debs Morrison. Hello from CLASP. Good morning. Lovely to see you both. How are you anyway? How, how have you been coping with the lockdown? I've been okay, thank you. I have uh, not really had any days off work, which was a bit of a struggle to start with. I'm not Obviously, I've got the mobile for work and everything. That's been a bit hard. The members have found it hard. But actually, there's been lots of positives that have come out of it. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Thank you. I'm feeling very motivated today. Excellent. Um, Now then, because we haven't really met you, I've met you previously in the past uh, on other bits and pieces that I've done. Um, Explain to anyone that's listening to this podcast today what CLASP is. So CLASP stands for Caring, Listening and Support Partnership. We're a local working and based charity supporting adults with learning disabilities speak up for themselves, so a self-advocacy charity. And what we do is we all work together to try and make a positive difference to our community for those with learning disabilities and anyone else that's vulnerable. Now, why did you get involved with the charity in the first place then? So I was uh, leaving a full-time commercial role and looking for something to do and it was just a fate I suppose this I was looking for a job and this job came up they'd done a bit of interviewing but uh, I was fortunate that the company secretary Jenny saw my CV and didn't think oh she's overqualified we don't want her which often happens and gave me the opportunity for an interview I was interviewed by Jenny and one of the learned disability members and it just went really well. And they offered me the job the next day, which was fantastic. It all worked really well. I couldn't start for three months, which was a, a difficult one because obviously as a charity, things moved quickly. Um, so the company secretary stepped in to do the job while I was waiting to finish my previous role. But I couldn't believe the change in my life doing this. Obviously, money's very different and the hours are different, but gives me so much pleasure. I love my job and I don't think I've said that for a long, long time in my career. So I'm very, very fortunate. Well, that's wonderful. I like the sound of that, that uh, you you can change your life just like that. Well, three months, but the relief it's obviously given you and the support you've given others obviously shines through. Mm-hmm. Who is Jenny? Jenny's the company secretary. So she's been with a charity for a long, long time, a charity of 15 years in the running. Um, and she's one of our trustees. Our trustees are made up of 50-50, those with learned disabilities and those not with learned disabilities. So, yeah, Jenny's been sort of the mainstay throughout the whole of the charity, I think. And was she one of the people that helped set it up then? I don't know if she actually set it up in the first place. No, I think it was set up um, before Jenny joined. But um, Jenny's the, the longest standing member that I know because uh, Anna joined a year before I started and then I've since employed um, Karen since I've been on board since we've got a bit more money from the council to fund some more opportunities for us. Well that's great that you get some support from the council then. Well under the 2005 Care Act they have to provide provisions for those within with learning disabilities in the borough and they gave the contract to CLASP to provide that service for them. But they also used to run the Learn Disability Partnership Board within the council and they decided to outsource that and we won the contract to do that as well. So we're in a very fortunate position and and we do a good job. So uh, they've put their money in safe hands and we provide a good service, I I think. And I think they've... In in simple simple terms then, so, so what would somebody who needed your help receive? What would the process be? Oh... It's self-referral. 
although we do get referrals from social workers and uh, community mental health teams and such, but it's self-referrals and we're a signposting service as well as anything else. So when people come to us, they have to fill in a membership form, membership's free, but that really um, covers us for GDPR and taking their photos and those sorts of things. Um, and they would be able to join currently our Zoom meetings twice a week. We have volunteering opportunities, so some of them would help work in the office. And we have a few of them actually work for us. Um, so we employ three members with learning disabilities for two hours each a week. So one does our website, another helps in our coffee shop when it's running, and another does office admin for us. And they get to meet a bunch of like-minded people. But we, we've been approached by so many different organisations now for our views and opinions on various matters or for support in understanding how the learned disability community will be impacted by a certain projects, that they are all very much campaigners for a positive difference in our community. So they get a lot of opportunities to have their voice heard and a lot of opportunities to shape the Woking and Borough. So it's excellent. So how many are you supporting at the moment, Debs? So we, for our members, we currently have about 130 members. And for our Learn Disability Partnership Board, we have over 240, I think. So the Partnership Board is made up of a lot of professionals as well that are interested in what's going on within the Learn Disability community, as well as people with learned disabilities and their carers and their supporters. So how have you found the last year or so with COVID? It's been very different. Um, it's been very challenging, especially for the members, because obviously it's really affected their mental health um, and they don't all understand the social distancing, um, the lack of control uh, in their life. Um, it's been tough. It has been tough. There's no saying not, but the, the positives that come out of it is the fact that, you know, lots of them now have increased their IT skills, as have I. You know, we use Zoom. And um, to start with, I was looking back at my notes the other day when I was talking to the trustees about a getting a Zoom license. And what I, I suppose the goals I set for myself was initially to get five people onto Zoom within the lockdown period um, and get, I think I said I wanted to get four guest speakers a month. And, you know, we now have 38 people, I think, sometimes on our Zoom chats, but regularly we have 20 members on our Zoom. And um, we have we do have guest speakers every week. And sometimes we're, you know, we're booking now right out till April for people to come and speak to us. And, and we're getting approached by so many more organisations who want our support or advice or direction. So loads of positives but i think it is hard i think we all go through ups and downs don't we i think it's fair to say and i think this last lockdown has been really tough not only has it been winter and miserable weather but i think that you know even though i know we've got the vaccine i still think it's been a long time and it's hard for everyone to cope so if we're not coping very well those people that have learning disabilities and other challenges you can understand why for them to maintain their motivation and everything is is a struggle so what do you think the members take away from some of these calls that you do and how you keep them amused and entertained? Oh, well, first of all, they just love seeing each other. So on Friday, we had another one of our longstanding members managed to get onto Zoom. Um, he got uh, himself a little laptop. So um, and 
the internet, which is obviously required. And he got he he couldn't connect properly, so he could see us, but he couldn't hear us. And it was quiet. And I rung him on the phone to try and help him, but I couldn't. And um, he just said it was lovely because he could see everybody. So it didn't matter that he couldn't hear, or they couldn't. So he could hear. They couldn't hear him. It didn't matter. He could just see all his friends, and that just lifted him. But we do, you know, Roger, you've you've been with us to see our choir. We do our choir still every other Friday. We got a grant from Get Berkshire Active and we now do dancing to music once a month on a Tuesday. You know, we've really, really oh, just pushed the boundaries with what we're doing. And that, that has just been fantastic. And this is all through Zoom. Choir through Zoom and yeah. uh, dancing yeah. through Zoom. I'd like yeah. to actually see that in action. That would be fantastic. Yeah, well, you're welcome to join us, Bev. We um, With the choir, we all go on mute because obviously, you know, you get that time lag and it would it's we sing happy birthday to members without being on mute and you need you know, i don't know if you know hello 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 but i would say you need cheese in your ears to be able to cope with the sound <laughs> but you know but we all go on mute apart from the choir master david who's fantastic you know obviously we can hear him singing um and with dancing to music you know we we go on mute anyway so the members are always on mute but they physically raise their hand when they want to ask a question or join in um because some of them don't have the dexterity to use the emoji buttons or whatever on the bottom so uh yeah it it's great it really i mean it's great and we we don't we're still planning you know we, that's one of the things that as a team we've carried on doing all through lockdown we've carried on planning we've carried on pushing ahead we've done our year's events our calendar for the whole year that's really important because then we're always looking forward you know and that that's you know and we are busy we are really busy and that is so nice I think that's really important what you said there. It's always good to have something to look forward to. And it sounds like you're being very innovative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and moving forward from that, when you can act, when we can all actually get out and about and meet in real life, some people obviously in your charity can't. So will you continue on the whole Zoom thing now? Yeah, I think that we will. We will find a way of doing Zoom because obviously when we're doing things like dancing to music and we're face to face, there won't be enough room in the halls for everybody, especially if we're socially distancing. So we will still try and find a way of piping it or whatever the term is across Zoom so people can still join in. Um, Most of our members do have the ability to travel and get into the centre or wherever we're going to have our events, so probably uh, in Rose Street in the Methodist Church. So they still will get there, I think, in most most instances. They either get taxis or they get they love their bus. They love their transport. So they'll either get there by bus or whatever it looks like. So I think we will be face-to-face. I think one of the challenges, though, I think we will have is the transition. So some people that do have anxiety issues actually have quite in raced lockdown because they haven't had to face those challenges of going out and um, seeing people or planning a journey. So I think mm. it's more going to be for those. We've got a road show in March and that's the whole thing we're focusing on. We're doing a road show as part of the Lenders Disability Partnership Board and we will focus on the transition into actually getting out and about and what that looks like and how you overcome those challenges, both the physical ones and the practical ones of the transport and all those things. It does sound like you've covered all sorts of bases, really. And I think that's really important when you've talked about the, the anxiety, because um, speaking from um, 
various members or a member of my family, um, they, they've embraced the lockdown, as you've said, because they can carry on doing what they need to be doing, but from a safe distance. So getting out into real life again is a challenge, isn't it, for lots mm-hmm. of them? And you've obviously taken that on board and have got do you call that a roadshow. So you'll have people around. Yeah, so we do... Under Learn Disability Partnership Board, we try and do three or four roadshows a year around the communities. So we try and, open, when we're face-to-face, we try to go to different halls so we can attract different people. But actually during lockdown, we've ra- we've done loads more because we're, we're very conscious that people are having mental health issues. So January, February, March, we've done one, one roadshow each month, which, which is a lot of hard work. And then we've done roadshow week. So in May for Mental Health Awareness Week, we will do a roadshow across that whole week. So every day, from 10 till 12 we will have an event um we'll have guest speakers we'll have um some dancing to music we'll have a quiz as roger knows they love their quizzes so we always try and put a quiz in last year for learn disability week which we'll do again this week we had a talent show online um yeah we we do try as much as possible to adapt what we were doing face to face across zoom and where can people find you when they're listening to this podcast so we have a website which is www.wokinghamclasp.org.uk or they can email us at admin at claspwokingham.org.uk. The Weekly Experience Extra Bit. Many other interviews that cannot afford to give the weekly experience because you have so much to tell us about your particular place, your charity, your organisation. Oh, okay, thank you. <sighs> Don't forget to listen to the rest of the podcast at buzzpodcast.co.uk. 